Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 29th of June, 2017. This is The Gap, episode 376. I'm Luke Laurie. Joe Gilroy is back. How are you going? Yo, I'm back. I'm I'm here. I'm pretty good, actually, to be honest. How was your holiday? Pretty amazing. Yeah. It was a cold. Hey, it was fucking so cold. It was ridiculous. Actually, it was it was like redonkulous cold. And it was like we were flying through a storm where it was getting way worse. We fucking dodged some shit. Uh like the biggest cold front of the year. It just was literally moving into Tasmania as we were taking off um, in like, cause I flew back. Oh no, I landed, I landed about an hour ago uh, straight into the podcast. Cause that's how I do. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It was fucking freezing though. Look, Joe, we don't pay you to miss two podcasts in a row. It's not like I know. I know. That's that's exactly what I realized was the dealio. <laughs> you know, I can't I can't afford to miss two in a row. Um, yeah. Freelance life. Uh, I need that. <laughs> I need that pay, Patreon money. <laughs> I don't think there's any left. I oh, know. I know. <laughs> we pissed it all away uh, on server upkeep and blow. Um. Wait, I didn't get that second part. Oh, uh, no, no, never, never mind. Um, <laughs> uh, just mean server upkeep. Oh, anyway, uh, yeah, so it was in Tasmania. It was pretty amazing. It was like, I don't know. I, I'm sad to be back in Victoria, uh, in Sydney, to be honest. Victoria, so what the fuck? What was the the highlights of the trip? What did you like the most? Oh, good question. Good question. Uh, I don't know. I got, you know, I, I did some whiskey tasting. That was pretty fucking top notch. Oh, I got some weird. good whiskey. You're not usually a whiskey person. I am. No, no. <laughs> see, this is what it is, right? This is what I worked out, right? For the longest time, I associated whiskey with scotch. Hmm. As oh, scotch to, is terrible. Ugh. Like, yeah. like indistinguishable concepts. Like, it was yeah. just, yeah, either like, oh, you want a whiskey? Do I want scotch? No, thank you. I would rather not. You know, uh, drink the highly alcoholic version of somebody swilling a fucking cigarette ashtray mm. around in in their mouth. Like, I'll pass, to be honest. I understand that it looks very manly. And uh, I always think, you know, executives in TV shows when they're smashing it straight out of the fucking bottle. Yeah. I think that looks cool as balls. But I just, I'm not about that life. So, I'll, I'll pass. But no, it, then I found out, like, like every other country has whiskeys, right? And Nate hooks me up with some Japanese whiskey. And I find out that it doesn't have to taste exactly like whatever fucking shithole bog that Scotland, Scottish people have been living in for the last fucking seven centuries. And so it doesn't have to take taste. Like, oh, and this one's got, you know, you'll, you'll enjoy a really peaty taste why would i want a peaty taste to anything i don't want it to anything at all i watched uh i happened to watch a tv show where some dude was at a fucking japanese restaurant eating dirt i'm like what the f-? and this is a michelin star restaurant and he's eating dirt and they're like oh he's yeah they've really captured the experience of eating dirt you can fucking capture that experience anywhere anytime you fuck Holy shit. And that's what scotch is to me, basically uh, e- eating smoky dirt. And so I'm not I'm not really into it. But yeah, no, Japanese whiskey, 
it's not, you know, peated. It's not really smoky or dirty or whatever the fuck. It's just, it tastes nice. And Tasmanian whiskey, it seems to be exactly the same because they don't have any fucking, they've got no bogs down there. Anyway, so, yeah, I like whiskey. This I just had no idea. It's probably a bad thing, to be honest, because this entire time, my, like, my drinking habits have been basically vodka, which I can't really smash. Like, when I do, like, me smashing vodka is, like, just, it's like a roller coaster ride where it's just nonstop downhill. Yeah. And I just go downhill, downhill, downhill until <laughs> who knows. Until the, the hill disappears and you don't remember anything. Exactly. Until the, until yeah, the G-forces make me black out, I suppose. Uh, right? So now I've got something else that I can drink and I don't have to smash it. I don't have to, like, fucking chug it as fast as possible so I don't have to deal with the taste. That's amazing. Oh, I've, I've entered a new, new realm of drinking. Uh, you know, it's pretty sad because I'm 34. It's taken me a long time to get past binge drinking as my, you know, <laughs> primary method of alcoholism. But you off yeah. those vodka cruises, <laughs> you're on to the next <laughs> life. I saw a vodka cruiser in a goon oh, box. Wow. <laughs> and you were, you were like, I can get me some of that. I'm in it. Oh, that's a free pillow, baby. <laughs> Um, anyway, so yeah, whiskey tasting. That was pretty good. The, the day we got there was the end of Dark Mofo. Dark Mofo is this big winter, winter festival they have in Hobart every year. And uh, yeah, it's it's this like they've got – it's like a food festival in Sydney, hmm. right? Except you don't sit in a car for four hours, 20 meters away from the parking lot of the food festival, not able to get in because the lines are too long. Uh, that's basically what it was. Like, it, they were, like, the last night, it was the last night, and they were, it was pretty packed, but it wasn't chockers. Uh, you could still get in and get some food and stuff. I ordered, I got some Ethiopian stuff, and I'm like, uh, you don't seem to have any forks. And they're like, well, we ran out, but actually, traditionally, Ethiopian food is eaten with your hands, so no biggie. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, that's fair enough. So I ate it with my hands. Um, it was it's actually really tasty. I was well into it. Uh, we had we made s'mores, and yeah, it was fucking cool. So Dark Mofo was well worth it. Um, like this super weird gothic sort of... It was like, it's legit like what a goth kid might think up. Yeah. Uh, just like, just coming out of grade 11 and then they're doing the work experience and it's coming into winter and they're like, oh, Mikey, oh, you're in, you're in touch with the, the kids. How are we going to get Hobart to be cool? And Mikey's like, I don't care. I'm just here because my dad made me come. And uh, they're like, oh, no, you can do anything when you want, Mikey. Like, anything at all. Like, we'll do whatever you say. And he's like, oh, there should be lots of crosses and we'll, it'll be dark. I call it Dark Mofo and uh, all this kind of shit. And, yeah, they had a helicopter. A helicopter, like, flew around and had a speaker. I think it was like a, it was like a fucking tsunami warning system or some shit. Because <laughs> Hobart's, like, well, all of Tasmania is this tiny fucking island. Like, it's deceptive, deceptive in its like tininess it is fucking tiny uh and like having grown up my entire life 
in like giant, you know, Australia where everything's fucking 40 hours away. It's, it's weird, right? It's weird that you could go from one side to the other in a couple of hours. Anyway, uh, so they've got the tsunami because anytime there's a fucking a decent swell, the whole fucking island is in danger of going under or some shit. Anyway, so this helicopter flies around with this tsunami thing and it swings. And as it swings, you know, the Doppler effect, uh, like, changes the way the, the sound waves move. And so it turns, like, the sound that they're playing, which is already this terrifying fucking, like, keening noise like something that i don't know fucking aliens might scream uh it turns it into something even fucking crazier it's just fucking wobbling all over the place wobbling rather all over the place and then yeah uh that's freaky as balls and there's upside down crosses that are lit with neon lights and there's these weird fucking tasmanian tiger that they light on fire for some reason and this massive parade and all this kind of shit and uh and anyway, a- now i'm in a cult <laughs> yeah now yeah now it did it like so i was hanging out with drew uh a podcast listener uh who like was taking us through it all and it looked like it did legit feel a couple of times i legit 100% felt like we were about like he was gonna whip out some pamphlets and he's like anyway that's how life is on tasmania we've <laughs> we've revoked your australian passport and you can't go, go back now you live here uh <laughs> welcome to tasmania you have to stay and uh yeah I, f- I felt like that was definitely gonna happen to be honest landing back in sydney i wouldn't have hated it i would have been yeah cool fair enough i'll stay here uh i only have two jackets though so uh, I don't know if that's going to be enough. No, it's not enough. That's not enough jackets for fucking Tasmania. I didn't even take my, like, snow gear. And we went in the snow and shit. Hmm. Oh, my Lord. Um, yeah, so that was pretty cool. Uh, the fucking absence of light pollution. We basically picked... So we went down there trying to go see Aurora Australis because uh, we thought that'd be cool, but yeah. the fucking sun didn't come to the fucking party and shoot down any solar flares, so we got fucked on that one. <laughs> Thanks for nothing, sun. Uh, yeah, so, but we picked, like, every single... We had an Air, Airbnb in Hobart for the, the start of the trip, but then after that, we basically bounced from place to place in the middle of fucking nowhere. And uh, it, was, it was fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the complete absence of light pollution. So you'd walk outside, and provided there were no clouds, the entire like galaxy, you could see everything. I'd seen stars I didn't even know existed. existed. Like I've been in in the outback before, away from light pollution and stuff. Uh, holy fuck! Like that's some shit. I like that a lot. I was a big fan of that. We stayed in this place in the middle of this fucking valley. Uh, and this dude had built it basically with like, it was like this eco dealio. And it was this round house and it had windows for walls. And uh, it had like, it was three stories. And at the top, it had this like observatory thing. So you could see out even further uh, to the stars while still being inside. And that seemed like a fucking amazing idea because it was all, but because it was all glass, that didn't like none of that fucking mattered because it was still fucking like two 
degrees tops indoors with the fire going as hard as it could because it's all off-cut wood. They, like, you can't really put the fire everywhere because the whole thing will go up on, in flames in, in a second. So, uh, yeah, freezing, utterly freezing, but, yeah, amazing. And then, yeah, we drove down south through Tasmania. I know you go – you've been to the snow – well, I know less recently, yeah. Uh, but you used to go all the fucking time. I'd never driven in the snow before, and I'd never driven on dirt roads in the snow before, and I will pass on to ever doing that again. Thank you very much, especially in a fucking Suzuki Swift. Uh, that was fucking terrifying. Like, I was going 40 kilometers an hour, and at one point I thought I was going to continue going 40 kilometers an hour regardless of what I – was doing with the brake pedal. Uh, <laughs> Did you not have chains on? No, we didn't have chains. We didn't have shit. You we don't would, need chains. Like, what are you oh, talking about? The only the only upside of this like terrifying snow path that we we're on is that we saw like four cop cars and one other car the entire time. And I am convinced the reason we saw so many cop cars is because one cop saw us, followed us for a bit radioed into the others and was like, check out this fucking idiot in the Swift keen, uh, cruising over the fucking snow in, in his tiny fucking car at fucking 90 kilometers an hour. Better watch out for him. We're probably going to have to pick his corpse up. And uh, that's that's why they all like loop in. They come, come to see the fucking idiot from Sydney to see what he was up to. But I got through it, so fuck him. Well, they know. And yeah, I guess that's about it. Was um, there any lowlights? I think um, she was like, ah. No. You didn't get your luggage lost or no. nothing like that? No. No. No, it was all good. Uh, um, oh, we saw fucking penguins, live penguins, for real penguins in the wild and shit. Yeah. And they would, like, walk right up to you. It's fucking amazing. They're like, they're like idiot chickens. They are, like... These water chickens that just walk up and they're, they're like pretty, pretty wary. And then once they work out that you're a log or something, they're like, oh, fuck it. Like, I've never seen that log before and it was moving four seconds ago, but it's not moving now. So let's go have a look. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Check out. Hello, Pen. Oh, hello. Hello. Oh, it's, it's looking at me. It's probably dangerous, but I've come this far. Fuck it. So that was pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, low lights. I'm sure there was something. Um, no, nah, podcast apps. I guess is my low light. <laughs> what happened? So, because we were like road tripping all over the fucking all over the place. Yeah. Uh, we like Bluetooth my phone into the car, and uh, we're just like sort of. You, like, you know, using that as, you know, for Google Maps, but we were also using that to play whatever. We were playing, uh, we were listening to How Did This Get Made, which has uh, three comedians that I fucking love, and they talk about movies. Um, it's just a huge fucking dick around. I had no idea, because obviously I, know I don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> so I had no fucking clue about how big a fucking cock around it is sometimes just to try and get a fucking podcast holy shit it was a mad pain in the dick and like it was a struggle like they were fantastic i loved i love the podcasts that i listened to but geez trying to get them to work was fucking effort so we wound up listening to a fucking oh dude 
I want to write. I want to become an author. I want. I, I want to fucking. I want to do a patient. <laughs> I want to become a writer. <laughs> right. But I want to write fantasy novels, and what I then want to do is I want to write fantasy novels that get turned into audiobooks, and I want those audiobooks, I want those books, each book I have to just be full of phrases you wouldn't want to say if you're a fucking, like, narrator of reading an audiobook. Because, like, we were listening to the Mistborn books by... Um, fucking what's his name brandon sanderson and uh every time like the main character would like uh fiddle with something on her person she'd like finger her earring (laughs) you can't say finger something without like i'm a child fuck this shit i'm trying to drive here okay i'm trying not to die please don't talk about fingering shit like it's just something you do. Oh, and she fingered her earring, <laughs> wondering if everything was going to be all right. And there was another one, uh, C-U-I-R-A-S-S. I had never heard that word said out loud before, and I don't know how I thought it. I can't, like, I now cannot imagine how I thought it was pronounced, but apparently it's pronounced Quirus. So... I'm going to write a book where people are constantly fingering their queer asses. And that is basically what it's going to be about. It's going to be a high fantasy novel about fingering queer asses. Uh, It's probably going to go pretty well in certain circles, but only the audiobook version. And only for people who know how, like, queer ass is pronounced. Because I didn't. I genuinely didn't. I don't know why I would, like... When the fuck do you ever need to know how that you just read it and you're like, oh, yeah, that's like a it's like a bodice or something. That's fucking, you know, some fucking thing they wear, a chainmail shirt or some shit, whatever. I don't know why they didn't say chainmail shirt. Who knows? Who cares? It doesn't matter. Moving on. And uh, yeah. So that's that's what I resolved to do yeah. while I was driving around Tasmania. You, you don't have a podcast app on your your phone pocket casts yeah why don't you use that it's how this this podcast was with like earwolf or some shit and earwolf restricted how many podcasts you could get or some shit and it's like the day i went to go get one of these podcasts they switched (laughs) they like changed which podcast you're allowed to get or some shit they must have done it on the minute that i was just trying to do it or whatever but yeah i'm trying to download because basically they talk about movies and they try to work out how the fuck like certain like they they take the piss out of movies. Well, they did one for Face Off, and uh, that was a crack up. It was very funny, and I wanted to listen to one about Con Air because why not? I love Con Air. Basically, the same uh, movie. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, couldn't do it. It was a mad pain in the crotch. Fair enough. All right. Uh, let's talk about some games then. Sure. Because um, we don't have a lot, but we'll go from whatever we can do. It's been 12 days. How many chicken dinners have you gotten? Uh, a couple. <laughs> uh, not as much as what I'd like, but yeah, I, I got a couple. It's hard. It's hard when I'm not there to carry your ass. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I have been playing, playing a bunch of that. A new patch just dropped literally 
an hour ago. Um, so once we're done here, I'll, I'll jump into that. But they've added, um, they've changed like the loot table and they put in some new guns and some performance updates. So yeah, I'm keen to see how that kind of goes. Should be yep. fun. Um, I'm going to have to do it too. Yeah. Because I literally, three days ago, I had a dream that I was playing Battlegrounds. <laughs> You're in that spot, are you? <laughs> and, and I don't mean I had a dream that I was in a battle royale scenario. Yeah. I had a dream that I was at home, sitting at my computer, playing Battlegrounds. Yeah. And waking up from it was a bit of a disappointment. Mm, not being able to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Heath and I had a good good game last night. We were playing... Uh, duos and I think it was last night or the night before and uh, we were just running around I think we started off in like Gatka and we ended up towards like the south end of the um, the area not not like towards Fishing Village but, but, but kind of between Fishing Village and Gatka around that area yep there's like a, a like a little farm uh, like a farmhouse and some uh, warehouses and that sort of thing this is quite late in the game. There's maybe, I don't know, 50, 40 people left. And we're, we're kind of just still looking for stuff to, to get because we've only really searched a couple places. And um, as we're sort of coming up to this house, we realize that like there's people in this the houses we're getting to. Um, so, like, all right, we're going we're gonna to sort this out. But but as we're doing that, we see a crate drop behind us like in the field. And we're like, oh, fuck, we gotta, we'll go for the crate instead. Like There could be something in there. Um, so we're trying to decide what to do and then all of a sudden a fucking car rocks up and it's got two guys in it like you as and they jump out and they start running around like the warehouse so Heath and I start backing up a little bit because we're like should we engage them should we wait and see what happens they might run into each other so what's going on and, and in the meantime we're trying to watch this crate as well because we don't want anyone sneaking up like nobody's noticed it it must have been sitting there for ages and and then all of a sudden, more cars start driving past, like three three cars just driving past us constantly. None of them stop at this crate. But anyway, these other guys, we can still see them running around. There's sort of scope in the area. And then uh, and then they start engaging the guys in the house. And I said, hey, fuck it. Let's go. Let's get to this crate. We'll, we'll loot it and then we'll piss off. We'll go somewhere else. And as we turn around, we start heading for this crate. And there's a dude like crouch walking towards us, like off to the east. <laughs> and we're like, shit, there's a dude right there. And we, we light him up and he drops straight away. He goes down and he, he dies. Uh, and I go loot his body and he's got an AWM on him and all the ammo. And I'm like, fuck, that dickhead got our crate, but he brought us the gun anyway. So that's cool. So I, um, I, t- I take the AWM and start heading like towards one of the shacks that's there. So I said to Heath, let's just hide in the shack and we'll, We'll sit here for a while because we're pretty much in the circle, like dead in the middle. And um, and anyway, these other two guys, these other two squads are still fighting over near this this town. And I'm like, fuck it. I'll just start pinging shots at them. So I start shooting at those guys and and, and they've got no idea what's going on. They're kind of surrounded at this point because they're engaging the people in the house, but also we're shooting at them from behind. <laughs> um, so they're freaking out. And then there's still cars like going past us constantly all the time. Um and then the circle starts retracting and, and getting like towards us. So the guys that are in this little uh, this little town have to come towards us. And I'm like, shit, we should probably think about leaving this shack because it's not a great spot for us to be in. It's pretty like out in the open. 
um, anybody that kind of comes in this area is going to know know what to do. Let's let's start heading towards like the hill. And uh, so we leave the shack and we start heading towards like the hill towards the east. I think it is. And as we get getting towards that, <laughs> like two another squad is like right in front of us and they start um, running up towards that hill. So we're like, shit. All right, now we've got to take out these guys instead. So we start following them and. Uh, we eventually take out those two guys um, and we eventually sort of coordinate ourselves back to a, another set of houses. It's kind of um, the next set, set along. And this is where the like the final circle is going to end up because uh, it's it's down to maybe, I don't know, 20 people or so. Um, and I at some stage, I get knocked out by s- somebody up on the hill towards the, um, like the fishing village. There's that giant hill that kind of sprawls across um a good kilometer or two. Oh yeah and so there's two guys up on there heath heath gets me back up and and as he's getting me up i i start like hiding behind a rock i'm kind of prone in the grass type of thing healing up Heath fucking he just pings it he goes up the hill he, he's, he's gone <laughs> and i'm just like all right well all right I'll, I'll just sit here and heal myself you'd sort out those guys and he so he's gone up on this hill he takes out one of them and uh, he, he starts getting, like, pinned. He doesn't know what to do. He's freaking out and shit. But while he's doing that, I'm shooting people out in the field that are trying to make work work their way in. And I think I kill, like, two more people. Um, eventually, Heath goes down and and uh, I can't get to him because he's, he's up on the hill and the circle's now back down towards where I am. I am. Um, so, he's just like, don't worry about it. Just, just stick around. And it was getting pretty low at that stage. It was maybe less than 10 people left and I'm sort of just proned in a bush and just hoping that like nobody comes towards us mm. and there's a lot of gunfire kind of happening over in the uh, over in like the little town there's like broken cars and there's all sorts of fights going, going off around there and I'm sort of just sitting in this bush shooting people with loud motherfucking gun uh, one shotting <laughs> everybody yeah. and I don't know how nobody is shooting at me it's really strange yeah uh, and then it gets down to I think I take out two more guys and it's down to three people left and I know the dude up on the hill is still there somewhere because he, he hasn't come down yet and there's one more person I, I have no, no idea where this guy is and uh, so the, the uh, circle starts retracting again but I'm sort of still in it I'm in a really good spot and I look to my left and I see the dude coming down the hill that killed Heath uh, so I stand up with my AWM. I shoot him in the chest. He doesn't go down. I fucking quickly switch to my uh, M416. I put like two shots on him. He dies. I'm like, shit, all right. Now it's me and one other dude left. As I spin back around, I start sort of running towards a tree to get cover because I'm like, definitely going to get shot at now because I've made all this fucking noise. Um, and I have no idea where this dude is. But as I'm running towards a tree, I see a guy off in the like towards my three o'clock running into the circle and he's trying to do this the jumping motion you know that you try and jump while you're you know you don't want to get shot so you're trying to do whatever the fuck you can to not get headshot um yeah so i quickly pull my awm back out and just kind of lead the shot and just bam shoot him and he drops straight away nice like halfway into a jump <laughs> and uh <laughs> he, he was pretty excited about that 
He was, yeah. he was quite ecstatic. So yeah, we, we went Where's up. Where's the highlight? Up. I want to see the fucking highlights. He fucking said he recorded. He was like, oh my God, that was amazing. It's ridiculous. When I, when I play, <laughs> right, I, I have highlights of like fucking halfway through the next game. I'm already, I've already fucked up and died. And I'm like, well, fuck it. I'll make a highlight for you guys to watch when, yeah. you know, we finish this next round. This shit's ridiculous. We're going to get on this shit. I want to see your highlights. Fuck. Anyway. Yeah, I'm going to message him now and ask him where that fucking yeah. highlight is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was a really good game. I, I like playing with... There, there's some. There's a group that I really like playing with. <laughs> there's a yeah. couple of us that are like really on point. Um, yeah. I think I think you need... I think you need some of those games... You need those games where you're fucking working on all cylinders. You're firing on all cylinders. Everyone's fucking on it. But I I still love the games where we're just a fucking schmozzle. It's just like... I guess you don't have the same background that I do in playing with a bunch of slap happy idiots. Like the the early days, E days, I picked that game up so much faster than everyone else I was playing with. And it was just nonstop. What do you do? Why would you do that? Why the fuck are you doing that? And it was a fucking schmozzle. It was just, like, nonstop, like, fucking herding cats and shit. And that's what I think sometimes, like, playing with, like, some of the... Let's, well, that's why I will basically... Because game journals all over the place are, are, you know, the game's been out for four months now, and we've basically mastered it. Uh, so, naturally, our peers are just starting to dip their toes in the water. Uh Guess I better check out this Battlegrounds thing. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll help him out every fucking day. I don't give a fuck. I will drag them through uh, to see just because it just makes me laugh. It makes me so happy. Like every single achievement they get is something special. And every single fuck up is <laughs> like a source of endless mirth to me. And so, yeah, I don't mind playing with... With uh, a cavalcade of morons, but uh, yeah, you do need those fucking gunning. You need those gunning games to get you back to remind you that you're actually capable. That's why, yeah, that's why I feel like sometimes I will not play until I know you're jumping on, because mm. I feel like you and I definitely operate on the same wavelength. But that's like, and or I'll play, or I'll. I'll I won't play solo. I won't play at lunch if Nate's not jumping on. Because like sometimes I'll play solos at lunch, but uh, sometimes I'm just like, nah. I need. I actually need to be playing this with someone who is operating the same way I am, and so I might just wait for Nate to jump on if he can jump on, and if he can't, I just won't fucking. I guess I'll be a wiener and watch something on TV for lunch. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's how I feel about it. Like you definitely need people who are on your level, but yeah, it's definitely fun to play just a random schmozzle as well. Yeah, and and not to mention some some of like our some of my favorite people who operate on the same wavelength as me, like Drew and Fiaran and uh, Squirrel. Mm-hmm. They've all well, Squirrel not in Battleground so much. He was he's. He does. He's just. I don't know what the fuck he does in Battlegrounds. <laughs> Look, the Squirrel's very good. All right, he trusts me. 
He's but he's quite he's very good to play Battlefield with. Uh no, he's good on he's good on battlegrounds. It's just sometimes it's like where's Squirrel? And he's like off in a fucking building somewhere else. Oh I'm dead. I- I put that video together of him letting me die, okay? And I des- I 100% admit I deserve to die, but he still let me die. There's, that's not in question. Anyway. Uh, yeah, like, they, they, I would not have ever played with them if I stuck to only playing with people that I know are, are super capable, yeah. you know? But then you run into those moments. We had a, a win last night. Um uh, me, Heath, Drew, and Bagsy. Um, hmm. and we got we got down to the like the last I don't know whatever we we were we were fucking murdering everybody. Drew at one point, um, a car rolled up onto us. We we're at the top of this hill, and a, a squad full of people like stop right in front of us. And me and Drew start opening off on these two. Uh, Heath's asleep, fucking prone in the grass behind me. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, but yeah, Drew is like shooting at this guy these guys in the car i'm shooting at them um drew knocks out like all four of them and by the end of it he got all four kills and then we start moving on like down the hill because there's these other assholes that have been down there pinging at us the entire fucking time we couldn't see them uh they had like a silenced uh sniper or a silenced assault rifle i'm not too sure but there's like a little one of those fuckboy sheds down at the the bottom and we end up killing another dude that's in there, but there's still one person left, and and it must I must have been Drew, or it could have been Bags. You spectating? Someone said like, "There's one more in that shack," but we've sort of set up this like perimeter across the top of this hill, mm. and Heath's just sitting in this bush, and he's like, "Oh, I can see so I can see him," and he starts shooting, and I'm looking at this shed, and Heath's not looking at the shed at all. And I'm like, where, where is he? And Heath's going, oh, he's down there. He's down there. And I'm like, where the fuck is down there? I'm like yelling because uh, we're, we're getting shot at. And I'm just like, where is down there? Where? <laughs> anyway, Heath killed the guy. But after okay. he killed him, I'm like, Heath, where the- don't fucking say he's Numbers. down there. <laughs> Numbers, motherfucker. Yeah, like east or north. Because I was looking um, west. This shack was west from me. But the guy that we were shooting at was, was south. Right. He ended up being so he wasn't actually near the guy that was knocked out was nowhere near the other guy in his team. So one was down in the field, probably prone in the grass or in a bush or something. This other guy was in the shed, the shack to the east. And when when someone was saying, "Oh, his other friend is in there," I was like confused because I'm watching the shed, but Heath's not really looking at the shed. He's he's looking down and shooting someone. I'm, I'm fucking. You know, Drew's getting shot. He's getting shot. I'm like, where the, if we fucking lose this, I'm going to lose my mind because no one's telling me where the fuck this guy is. But yeah, no, he pulled it through. He'd got the kill. So, yeah. Anyway. Woof. We've had some wins, but now you're back. I expect I expect some more. Yeah. I've not I've not won any uh, solos at all. I've tried. Um, I'm getting fucking destroyed in solos. I, I, maybe I'm being too aggressive. Yeah. Um, Could be. You are pretty aggressive. But, yeah, I'm just not- just no luck at all in any of these solo games. Doing fine in duos and- and, uh, and squads. Yeah. Perfectly fine. It's just- I don't know. I need someone to get my back, I guess, when I'm fucking going balls deep in the, um, in the squad games. Anyway. Yep. It's cool. We'll play some more this week. Um totally. Other games I've been playing. Um, you weren't here last week, but I've gotten back into uh, playing Darksiders 2. 
Yeah. Um, I think the itch kind of got me of the E3. Like, there's nothing really out at the moment. It's sure. that lull where we have a month or two where there's no really new AAA titles coming out. It's quite slow. Yeah. Yet the indie stuff sort of crawling through about now. But yeah, I just thought I'd kind of get back to some games that I hadn't played in a while, check out my Steam list and what I would like to play. And um, Darkseid is one of those games where I, the first time around, I didn't really put about eight hours into it, but it kind of got eaten up uh, with the other releases around that same time because it was mm-hmm. like a September, August release, I think. Um, couple yeah. Of years back. Yeah. So I jumped back into that, been playing a lot. I'm about 15, 16 hours in now, I think. Um, really digging it. Uh, I think the my main issues with it are the... Um, more or less like the user interface stuff like being able to compare loot it's not really uh, it doesn't really present that information too well um so i'm kind of at the stage where i just get the best uh orange weapon that i can get and just feed a bunch of shit to it because it's got that mechanic where you can level up your weapons um your possessed weapons and and feed it other weapons and it kind of takes those stats and you can upgrade them to whatever your liking is so that stuff's yep. pretty cool. But it doesn't really do a great job of being like, all right, this is what I've got. How does that compare to this weapon on the fly? It's it's pretty much just like arrows saying, yeah, this is better than that. Um, but I'd like to see numbers. But anyway, hopefully that's something they improve on in the next game. Um, otherwise, like the puzzle stuff was really good. I- I've only had one instance in the game so far where I've felt like I've gotten stuck. It- I don't think it did a very good job of portraying information of like what I need to do next. It, uh, it, it sort of put a marker on the screen saying, all right, this is where the next objective is. But rather than me running to that location, I just fast traveled. And mm. it turned out that I didn't, I wasn't supposed to fast travel. I was supposed <laughs> to actually leave that area. And that would in turn kick off this extra bit that I didn't see. So I, I basically fast traveled to the, the, that point. And I couldn't get this door open and it, I was like, I don't really know what's going on. I had to look up at a, a guide to, um, to right. figure out what was going on. I was like, oh, no, you, once you go back to this spot, then you talk to this person. And eventually, the next check marker actually didn't take me anywhere near that spot that I was supposed to go to. It took me somewhere else um, to complete a completely different task. It took about an hour and a half. And then I ended up going back to, up to that next spot. So that was the only bit I've encountered so far where I'm, I felt like I wasn't in control of where I was supposed to go. Yeah. Um, but everything else is really cool. Like all the, the way the levels in like interweave with each other, especially at a, a section at the moment where you kind of, it's that, uh, I don't know, Metroid style gameplay where you c- keep coming back or you're finding new things. And then that's kind of opening up like different sections of the maze. It all kind of loops into each other, which is a lot of fun. Um, did you ever finish it at all? No, I didn't. No. So I meant the second area. Did did you get to a second area at all? I think so. Yeah, I don't really remember. What was the, the first area? Is like this foresty. Yeah, yeah. Area I with the giants. Really second well. one is is like a undead area. No, I think I quit when I was Before finishing that. the foresty area. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of when you get the hookshot stuff. Um, and there's a few other things where it does a uh, like you place copies of yourself and you can turn it turn them into stone and um also what else can they do 
you can also kind of hookshot onto them as well. So there's a bunch of little puzzly stuff that it does with that, which is kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm enjoying it. It's kind of the game that I play an hour or two at night when I've got no one to play any Battlegrounds with or something like that. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, the solo stuff's not been going well. And, mm. and also, like, just going back to Battlegrounds, I don't like playing solo that much because it scares the yeah. fuck out of me. Um, mm. It's just so tense. It's I don't usually get scared at games or movies or that sort of stuff. Um, you know, horror games, not so much. But this game scares the fuck out of me when I'm running around and I get shot from behind. It's just so loud and that visual effect of the screen going red um, and that sort of stuff just, yeah, it just freaks me out every single time. Uh, and usually if that happens, like my mouse ends up on the floor or something and I'm, I'm dead because I can't recover from it. So, yeah. anyway. Yeah, so Darksiders 2. I'm having a lot of fun with it. And I want to... Uh, I told Nathan this last week, but uh, over the next couple of months, I'm going to start going back to some other games that I haven't quite finished and start digging back into them. Like, um, I want to get back into Zelda at some stage because I never really put too much time into that. Um, I think... Uh, what was the other one? Fallout 4. Played a bunch of that, but never really finished it. Uh, 40, 40 hours, I think I put into it, but never really finished it. So just those kind of really big, more than 15, 20 hour games that I, I usually spend a lot of time in, but other things kind of come along and take up that that focus. So there's a few of them there that I, I want to get back to eventually. So yeah, that'll be something I'll be doing over the next couple of weeks or months. I think solid. Yeah, months for sure. <laughs> yeah. Especially with Fallout 4. Yeah, especially like Fallout. And there was something else on there as well. I just can't remember what it is off the top of my head. Um, I'm looking through the list. Can't find it. Anyway, there was like four or five different games. Oh, The Evil Within was one of them. Because uh, I remember yeah. playing that and and I, I think I enjoyed what I played, but I don't feel like I gave it a chance. Um, and I wanted to get to that before the next one comes out at least. Because that's this... Is that this year? I think so. I think it's this year. Sorry. Yeah. Because Bethesda only showed this year games, right? So, yeah, it'd be this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to get through to that, at least. Um, but also, like, Steam had their sale on. I don't know if you've had a chance to look at it yet. I have not. Because you've been away. Sure. Uh, but I picked up a few things on there as well, um, which was... Hmm. what I buy? I bought um, Sniper Elite 4. Okay. Nate and I played a bit of that on co-op, which was a bit of fun. I think we played the first two missions. And, um, yeah, it's a cool, fun game. A lot, yep. of, a lot of cool, awesome moments. Um, I don't know if it's something I'd sit down and play for long stretches of time. Maybe yep. one mission at a time is all right. Because it did get quite repetitive after that second, that second mission. Um, I just don't know if it's got enough legs to sort of change things up too much. Mm. So, yeah, I'm still keen to check that out and see what it's got going on. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm feeling it as much as what I hoped it'd be like. Because uh, it's got this, like, unlock progression system. Yep. But it doesn't feel like you're unlocking a lot, especially after two levels. Because I think there's only, what, eight missions or something? There's not a heap. And I, I just expected there to be more to unlock or more attachments, something like that. It just doesn't seem to be 
progressing as quickly as what I'd like it to. So, I don't know. Maybe you just need some more time in that one. Uh, and then what else did I get? There's a way you can filter this, right? Games by recent list or something. How do you do that? Uh, you go library games, or like yeah. click on games and go recent. Oh, recent. Yeah, that'll do. Darksiders 2. No, it must have been The the Hunter. Call oh. of the Wild. Must have been the other one I picked up. Um, which is a simulated hunting game. Uh, Heath and I played a bunch of this, uh, the first one, a, a while back. It must have been a year or two ago. And it's a it's a game where you do you I think you played it as well right yeah I've played that one yeah so it's a anyone that hasn't played it it's a, a game where you basically you're dropped into like a wildlife reserve or or a hunting reserve and you are a hunter that that is going after tracking animals and, and trying to uh, collect them as trophies um, and there's a bunch of different ones on there there's there's small things like rabbits and foxes and it leads up to to deers. Um, and things like bears eventually, stuff like that. And this one here, The Hunter Call of the Wild, is a, a standalone game that you, you just pay um, like a, a price for. I think it was like 30 bucks. I picked it up for 25 bucks in the sale. And um, yeah, and it's like a standalone experience. Whereas The Hunter, the, the original, is a free-to-play game that's got microtransaction stuff into it, built into it. Um, so and that's a little bit older as well it's not it's not a recent game it's been out for quite some time so this one's like just I think three or four months old it's quite new and uh, what I will say is the engine is really pretty it, it it's a very good looking game we were playing on um, uh, a game the other night I think it was last night and uh, Drew's jumped in and a few other guys that, that listen to the, the podcast have picked it up as well so that we could kind of just mess around it and have a few few games um he was like oh man this would be great if they just threw in like 30 people and we could just go around and shoot each other because there's just so much like happening in the environment it just looks so awesome yeah um it does this really cool effect with the grass where when you're like prone or you're walking through it it kind of crushes the grass and Mm. not only can you use that to sort of see better as you're um, prone in the grass and trying to hunt animals but it also allows you to track as well you can kind of see where the animals have kind of run through um, so it's this cool little effect that it does but otherwise like the, the the whole environment is just green and lush there's grass all over the place there's trees bushes um, just a really really pretty game um, compared to the last one at least as well you know it, they've definitely upgraded it and it runs great looks awesome um They've done a few things in terms of being able to build structures within the environment, it looks like, like build uh, hunters, towers, and that sort of stuff. There's uh, like a persistencies of the game where you're earning money and experience points that allows you to level up, but you can also do things within the environment that allow you to come back to them later and and uh, explore a bit more. So um, with like fast travel systems and that sort of stuff. So that, that's kind of... Uh, cool little thing that they've done in there as well but yeah i don't know i mean i'm enjoying the hour or two that i've played it's it's a lot of fun just to play a stupid game and see what you can yeah see what you can do with some friends um the only issue is that they patched it last week i think around the 22nd 
21st and uh, it broke the uh, <laughs> the hunting uh, app that you get in the game to kind of track animals. Um, oh. So, it doesn't actually work at the moment properly in multiplayer for a lot of people. It works fine in single player. Right. So, you can, you can play that absolutely fine. But yeah, this patch last week introduced a bug where... Uh, it doesn't actually come up anymore. So you can still play the game and track stuff. It just means that like your mini map is not showing up anymore. Um, so yeah, that's just something that's a bit shit at the moment, but I'm sure they'll fix it. It's working fine for me, but the three other guys who are playing the game at the moment, it's not working for them. Uh, bit shit, but not much you can do. So once they fix that, I think we're going to have a group kind of jump in and, and run a couple competitions and see how we go. Because uh, that's something that they've put into this one as well. You can sort of mark objectives and say, "All right, everybody has to do these things," and then at the end, we'll we'll figure it out and see who wins. Uh, whereas the last one was kind of just a like a trophy point system. Uh, it would kind of just flash up and and you you kind of get get a score depending on how well you did. So this one has thrown a bit more objectives in there. You could kind of do things a little bit differently. So yeah. I don't know. Seems seems all right. I definitely like the engine. Engine looks sick. It's really pretty game. Nice. Uh, yeah. Um, what else is on the list that I've played? Uh, I think that's it for me. All right. You, you well, got some mobile games on there, right? I only got two games. Uh, Dig Out, which is a game that I got because I thought it looked a bit like Spelunky, and I thought I wonder how the fuck this is going to work on um, a mobile. Uh, it's actually not that bad. It's not great but it's yeah not that bad um basically it reminds me actually a lot of uh there was a fishing game i used to play um and you would you'd basically go down it's like a roguelike type dealio where um you you go down and try to get further each time and the level is randomized and you're trying to get like loot as you go down uh, it's like i guess the progression system isn't terribly complex which i guess it, which i think harms it quite significantly uh i can't remember what the there was the, this underwater based uh roguelike that i used to play and you were trying to manage how much oxygen you had it's basically the same exact thing except instead your uh pickaxe dies after you've used it enough times yeah, I guess that's the inspiration. It's just fucking cloning, like, just whatever. Like, it'll clone anything, I suppose. Uh, but it was, you know, it was a decent uh, time waster. Um, yeah, I, I don't know that I'd recommend it necessarily. It's got pretty fucking obtrusive ads. Um, so they were pretty annoying. Uh, when I was outside of uh, internet coverage... It was actually a much better game that I had a lot more fun with because the ads couldn't load, so they didn't work. But uh, after that, yeah, it was like once I got back in in range of technology, it started to shit its pants again. Mm. Um, Yeah, it was just fucking ads all over the place. They're just annoying as balls. The other thing is I've been playing uh, Hill Climb Racing 2, and I don't know. I think as soon as I fucking talked about it on the podcast, they introduced a patch that properly fucked it up uh and it's it's now shit-tastic i i'm gutted i'm gutted they've ruined this game they've basically added a pay-to-win sort of grind out bullshit type situation in the the 
Like the main problem is that it's still like, this is the game that I talked about using the uh, multiplayer system where it uses ghost data to almost always guarantee you will win unless you fuck up hardcore. Yeah. Which I still think is genius because, yeah, like I said last time, even knowing cognitively that I like it is doing this so that I will win unless I fuck up hard, even knowing that I still enjoy the win and I still like feel like I earned the win. Even, I know I didn't, but I still like in the moment I feel like I did. Yeah. Um, yeah. They fucked it up. They've added all this, these extra items and shit. It used to be that you'd just upgrade your car and you'd reach the max level of the car and that was about as good as it could get. And uh, you could, like, upgrade different cars which were better on different levels. And so going into a race, you would take, like, if you're in a city race, you'd take your sports car because it's better on city races. Uh, basically, I, I stuck with the one car the entire time uh because i feel like it was actually i was quite good at making it work for whatever the fuck but also at the same time the way the game works it only ever matches you with people that you can beat so it didn't really matter um yeah they added this system where you at like you can you get these crates and these crates have items in them and these items boost you in different ways like you might be able to uh if you get a perfect start, you get an extra bonus. Uh, or you, if you do a wheelie, you get a boost in speed and shit like that. And suddenly, yeah, and the way these work is uh, reminds me a lot of Clash of Clans. And so they're basically Clash of Clans monetize this bullshit where you're incentivized to buy a bunch of chests to get all these items to, like make yourself make your car as good as it can be so that you can win these races the idiotic thing being that the way that the game actually works being that you're never actually racing anyone that you can't really beat it's not actually a problem Mm. so yeah all they really did was shit it up by adding this monetization horseshit that i don't like uh without I, like the incentive isn't actually there. They fundamentally misunderstand how that incentive system works. So, like, yeah, I suppose it's not technically exploitative. The only po- people that are going to get fucked on it are whales, which I don't know. I have mixed feelings about. I don't think I know any whales, so yeah, it's hard for me to empathise with them. But at the same time, exploiting dumb people, uh, I'm not crazy about it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I got. Hmm. So, they're the two games. Those are the two games I've been playing, yes. I installed a mobile game. What'd you play? Threes. Threes. <laughs> the latest. High the quality. Yeah, yeah. You're right on top of the fucking The time. trends, yeah. yeah. What else should I be playing? <laughs> I was, um, I don't know. I think I was looking for, you had that downtime in between pub, PUBG games. Sure, yeah. Like two or three minutes where there's nothing happening. Yep. Um, and- the basketball's over, so you can't really watch basketball anymore. Yeah, um, th- like there's some there's some Dota stuff happening at the moment for the international qualifiers yep. and whatnot. So I've yeah. kind of had that on, but during the day that like on the weekend that hasn't really been happening. So I just kind of start up a threes game and and play that. Uh, I don't know of many good. I think the highest I've gotten is what's after ninety something after ninety hundred and forty four or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, that's like the highest I've gotten. Sure. Yeah. That's that's sure as a game. You have to watch ads on the free one in order to mm. play. Yep. Cool. I haven't actually gotten to the point where I run out of uh, 
uh, plays yet. Because I just like press the play the ad button and just leave my phone there. Oh, By yeah. the time I come back, it's it's finished. Yeah, yeah. I don't watch ads. No, I've I've thought I've thought through this one. I've ruined their plan. Solid, tight. You know it has been a fun game. What? Watching all this basketball shit over the last week. It's been spectacular. It's, it's been crazy, right? Yeah, ridiculous. I was uh, we, I like we were in a place that just so happened to have uh Ozstar or where the fuck they call Foxtel down in places in rural places hmm. and uh so I had ESPN so I could watch the draft oh. and uh yeah the draft was fucking boring compared to all the, the shit going on around the draft during oh my the draft <laughs> the bulls what the fuck happened there that was ridiculous the bulls traded they just I don't know did they fucking lose their fucking minds I have no idea. Anyway, Jimmy Butler's gone. Jimmy Butler is gone. CP3's gone. Yeah, that that's crazy as well. Because the way he did it, I, yeah, the way he, like he what? Hang on. So you're helping out your, the team you're leaving? Who, who, whose team are you on? Exactly here. I don't understand. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's like because James Harden's going from now uh, back to a shooting guard. I guess because <laughs> he was a point guard last season, or well, yep. the season before that. Last season he moved up to point guard, so now he'll be going back to shooting guard. I would say, or like yep. a dual point guard type thing. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's super, yeah, weird, crazy times. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's been fun to watch though. a lot of stupid, insane things going on. Like, yeah. st- still nothing with Paul George. Like they've held out. So they fucking have. hard When's on that. When's the deadline? Isn't the deadline tomorrow or some shit? Like, uh, I think that's a free agency. Yeah, so he's just going to go free agency? Um, or is he already opted out? Uh, maybe I missed it. Well, no, no. So he's there for another year. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. It's it's the... They need to get rid of him or they just lose him for nothing. That's the, the idea, right? Yeah. Yep. So they can either trade him for draft picks or... Or somebody that's on a contract for a few more years or something like that. Um, but instead, it looks like they're just going to possibly lose him for nothing if they don't get rid of him. But Ridiculous. basically, the more time they, they wait, the lower his value gets. Yeah. Uh, and they- Just needs to get low enough to be worth a Kevin Love. <laughs> just worth a Kevin Love. <laughs> yeah, apparently, that was like nowhere near- I know, right? Happening. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is nuts. Not, Kevin Love's great. I don't know why everyone gives him shit. <laughs> yeah. He just doesn't. He just just doesn't work well with the Cavs format. Look, he only averaged twenty points a game and what ten rebounds a game or something. Yep, eight rebounds. You know. And what about in the finals? He should be doing more. I think he was about the same. No, maybe I don't not think the finals. He was. In the playoffs, he was fucking absent through like three of the playoffs. I guess they didn't re- really need him, but yeah. 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 It's been fun. Uh, Summer League starts, I think, next week. So, I'll be watching a bit of that. Fucking Philly's going to be good to watch. They got another yeah. Australian on their team. Yep. Two Australians now. Yeah. I'm keen for basketball. It just ended. And I'm like, where is it? Yeah. yeah bring on the basketball. Uh, four more. Three more months. It's crazy. Uh, yes. All right. Should we do some news? Sure. Uh, sure. There's stuff here. Uh, what do we got? Rafael Colantonio, one of your mates. Yeah. Is leaving um, Arcane Studios. 
So yeah. he, he's the founder and president of Arcane Studios, and also he was a creative director on Prey 2, which uh, Job's favorite game of the year. <laughs> mm. yep. He's been there for, I believe, 18 years and has decided to part ways. Um, didn't really say why. He's, well, I guess he said that he wants to focus on family stuff, but doesn't really mention anything about what he's going to be doing after that. Like if he's, if he's just going to start up a new studio or, you know, maybe work on some industry. No, 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 I think. What's that? I think he's the sacrificial lamb. I think Prey 2 didn't sell as well as they needed it to. Mm. I think that him leaving as president, being forced out, is a, is a hit that he's taking to save his studio. You know what I think it is? What? I think it's they should have made a Bounty Hunter game <laughs> and yeah. did that instead. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I, I think I think Prey 2 prob- and, and the... Because Dishonored 2 didn't sell as well as it was supposed to either. Yeah. And so I think Arcane might be in, in a bad space at the moment. And so I think Raphael is the sacrificial lamb, mm. which is a real shame because it's his fucking company. Like... Harvey Smith is a genius and on top of shit, but yeah, um, Raphael, yeah, had as much as much vision as Harvey ever did, and so it's a shame that he's 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 going. Uh, hopefully, he goes on to something else. Hopefully, the immersive sim genre doesn't fade away. Ah, uh, Bioshock. Maybe he'll end up at two K. Ah. Oh. That'd be fucking spectacular. Him doing a Bioshock game. Oh, my God. I I would be so into. Holy shit. I'd be well into it. I mean, Ken Levine owns that franchise, but fuck me. I would watch it. Yeah, I'd 100% be in on it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Should we um, do the next news item, which is the Game Critic Awards? Did you see the winners for this? I think we shot um, on them. Last year? I'm, I'm looking at them now. Uh, fun. So, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. I'm hearing Best, of shit. Now Best original game. Mario and Rabbids Battle Kingdom. Which is nuts, right? Uh, it's an original game, but it's an XCOM clone? <laughs> it's a, like, first of all, it's two IPs meeting together, which, so it's not... It's not like it's an original game in that it's an original IP. Mm. Second of all, yes, it's an original game in that nobody has ever fucking had a fucking XCOM clone with Mario and Rabbids before. But Jesus fucking Christ, it's an XCOM clone. Mm. Uh, XCOM clone. Uh, what the fuck? Uh, best console game, Super Mario Odyssey. <laughs> uh, best VR game, nobody cares. Uh, best PC game, Destiny 2. <laughs> This is like motherfucker. What? This is like those awards that I see IGN and Gamespot give for like best Xbox game, and it goes to like Assassin's Creed. You're like, what the? F- Pick a Who? game that's exclusive. Like an exclusive game, give it to that. It's not hard. So the list I had to choose from was Destiny Two, um, Shadow of War, Mountain Blade Two, Total War, Warhammer Two, or Wolfenstein Two. Uh, Destiny Two is not a PC exclusive. Wolfenstein 2 is not a PC exclusive. Middle Earth Shadow of War is not a PC exclusive. So that's Mountain Blade and Total Warhammer. Um, I'm sure you can find some other games on there that are... Uh, fair enough, it's, if it's a like a, a a game that was 
launched on Pete, like a Battlegrounds that's coming across to console. But I think it, yeah, I don't like the way they categorize this actual- Stupid shit. Yes, yeah, it's dumb. Like, how do you pick best PC game and like, oh, Destiny 2? It's, it's it's dumb. Yep. I knew we'd agree on some of these things. Best handheld game, my Metroid, and whatever. Like, it's the only one. Fucking congratulations. Uh, best hardware peripheral, Xbox One. Yeah, whatever. It's the only fucking one. Whatever. Uh, best action game, Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. Okay, fair enough. Uh, is Destiny 2 not a action game then? It is on is the that- list. So, it's the best PC game, but not the best action game? Yeah. Best action adventure game, Super Mario Odyssey. Who defined these fucking categories? Best action, best action adventure. Oh, there's a bit of adventuring going on in this game, so I suppose we can say that Super Mario Odyssey can win it. Ridiculous. Stupid shit. Uh, role, best role-playing game, Nino Kuni 2. I, I, I just can't care. Best racing game, Forza Motorsport 7. Like, what, what else was there? Uh, best fighting game, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Yeah, you fucking right. It is. That should be the best fucking everything. Best console game, best original game. Like, has there ever been a best Dragon Ball Fighter game before? No. Well, this is Z. So fucking sort it out. Best original game. Um, best sports game, FIFA 18. Like, yeah. What else was there? Best strategy game, uh, Mario Rabbids Battle Kingdom. What the fuck? is going on here so what uh isn't there a total war game or some shit isn't there a real strategy there's there's actually two total war games in that category best family game is not a mario game if ever there was a fucking category where it was lined like they basically set it up to win they basically set up mario to win the family game fucking like Mario and Rabbids. Mario and Rabbids. Rabbids are basically knockoff minions. Minions are for children. This is fucking family all over. Hidden Agenda. Hidden Agenda is a game where, oh my god, you hunt down a serial killer. What family is playing this shit? Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Little Timmy's playing, all right? Best online multiplayer. Star Wars Battlefront. What, to Destiny 2? Destiny 2. I don't don't understand. How did Destiny 2 win best PC game? (laughs) It's like one of those awards where they just feel like they need to give everybody. Like, you're a a winner. You're a winner. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Best. Independent game is the Artful Escape, which I don't know anything about. So, congratulations. Yeah, I don't know what that one is. But I don't know either. Probably because it's an indie game. Um, <laughs> that that makes us bad, doesn't it? <laughs> Look, I, I think we talk about a lot of indie games here. That's true. We do our bit. Okay, we do, we do our fucking part. Yeah, I don't want to fucking hear it. Uh, I've been watching Person of Interest. Because uh, my brother said I should watch it because he reckons it's more like video games than Westworld is because they're both Jonathan Nolan TV shows. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, is and, it not uh, like a detective, like CSI show? Yeah, yeah. It, it is a, a police procedural, yeah. Huh. Um, but if anyone's watched it, right, there is a uh, lady detective in it. Yeah. 
and she is 100% the female Ice Cube. She does the Ice Cube eyebrow. Like, you know how he's like, what the fuck is this shit? Right? He does that thing, right, where he gets all angry. He does that. She does that eyebrow so fucking good. It is crazy. It's almost like they're brother and sister. I have no fucking... I didn't, like, look it up or anything. But, yeah, she's a, she's mastered it. Is redonkulous. Hmm. Anyway. While we're talking about random shit, I... Uh, I, I <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw another film at the uh, Sydney Film Festival oh, yeah. called uh, Wind River. And Wind River. Yeah, it's got it's got Jeremy Renner and Elizabeth Olsen in it. So oh, okay. Hawkeye and Scarlet yeah. Witch. Sure. And they team up. They team up to solve a mystery. It's pretty good. <laughs> what? It's actually it's it's actually a really fucking good film. Really? Yeah. So that's coming out. Um, I believe. In America, I, I think it's come out in like two or three months. I don't know when it's coming out here. So, um, but if you do see that on your radar at some stage, it's called Wind River. Really fucking good. Really good. It's a okay. drama, drama film. Sounds good. With Hawkeye and Scarlet Witch. It's great. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of memes going around when that thing actually comes released. Uh, anyway, let's go back to the news. We've got Nintendo released or announced the uh, Super Nintendo Entertainment System Classic Mini, which is coming out in September soon this year $115 I think $110 was the going price um, and this time it looks like some of the retailers at least in Australia have caught on and they're doing like one per customer type dealios for that so that they're not going on eBay for stupid amounts of money mm. which is what happened with the the original NES Classic Mini which is good uh, comes with 20 one game 20 plus one games and it looks like a Nintendo Super Nintendo with a, a small how many did you buy Job? all of them yeah yeah I uh, made a billion accounts what the fuck is going on here just 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 fucking get a Raspberry Pi just get a Raspberry Pi and you can play everything everything for cheaper because you already you already got a Raspberry Pi you already got a Raspberry Pi when they made the NES Classic, and you're like, fuck that shit. I'm not buying into your stupid bullshit. I will buy a Raspberry Pi and make a NES fucking machine. And now, just get fucking whatever emulator you need on a fucking Raspberry Pi for SNES, and then just play that. And then you can just play Dragon Ball Z Hyper Dimension, which is obviously the only real thing anyone needs to play. Yeah. On SNES. Well, I'm waiting for mine to arrive still. Your pie? Yeah, yeah. You were going to build me one, remember? I don't remember that. I'm pretty sure it's on an episode a couple of weeks back. Weeks back? Months back, months, perhaps? Maybe two months. Years back, perhaps? When yeah. was I going to make you one? I don't you think I was. You said you were going to make me one. Yeah. Peruve it! Um, you have to buy me one. I can't, like... I'm not, like, fucking... What do you think? Like, I just got over... I just went over this. I'm not made of money. I am... A fucking... I'm reverse made of money. I'm the fucking bizarro made of money. Hmm. Okay? I'm the absence of... I'm the fucking human definition of the absence of money. So, I just don't have raspberry pies lying all over the place. I couldn't even afford the pastry raspberry pie, let alone a fucking computer one. Yeah. You're ridiculous. Uh, anyway. Anyway, there's some, uh, there's some good games on there. A lot of games that I played growing up. And there's a new game that they haven't... That was never released, Star Fox 2. 
Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. That is. And we uh, something we talked about last week, the Atari box. Uh, speculation on that one, Job? Any? Do you think it's going to be similar to this type of thing? That's how I uh, feel like they're going to be doing it. Yeah, I figure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's even worse, to be honest. A fucking potato could run Atari games. That's ridiculous. But what if it runs all of them? And it looks like an old Atari. Ah, oh, well. Well, then. Yeah. Suddenly, I'm on board. Yeah. Two of them. Yeah. Just in case one breaks. Yeah. That's the news. That's all I got. Do you know anything else that happened that you want to talk about? I sure don't, because I've been on holidays, so I got nothing. <laughs> you don't know anything that happened? No. All right. I, um... Yeah, as I said before, I watched some. Been watching Dota. Oh, yeah. uh, one of the teams that qualified in South Southeast Asia was yep. uh, an Australian team. Oh, they um they made it through to the the next rounds where, so they do like this you know, tournament and and the team that wins that tournament then goes on to the the next qualifier thing and then they go up against the people that have been invited along with other people that have kind of won. Uh, yeah, yeah, and the Australian team got fucking obliterated. Oh. They did not win a single match, so well, we're gonna have to go for OG again this year. <laughs> oh well, just quite sad, but anyway, um, it's okay. It's all good. They put some effort in. Actually, speaking of esports, um, Ubisoft hit me up to let me know that uh, that there's a siege thing happening, right? There's a Rainbow Six siege. Yeah, um, like competition going on and the like so there will be australian qualifiers and there will be also like the apac finals for pc will be held in sydney as well um so and the winners will qualify for the global finals last year only eu and us qualified for pc uh in the globals i believe but uh they've gotten their heads out of their asses and the PC is the lead one now Mm. Um, but yeah so that means that uh, yeah there there should be like not loads and loads of money for winning the Australian only stuff the ANZ stuff but uh, it will feed into more opportunities to win more money which is awesome Um, yeah it's pretty cool Um, when do we get to go to America when uh no we're going to brazil when we win oh brazil okay fair enough which is pretty terrifying maybe we should throw yeah maybe we shouldn't go (laughs) maybe maybe we should just throw so we don't have to go to brazil yeah Yeah, let's start Uh, practicing for dota yeah that's a good idea all right perfect (laughs) um yes so that's pretty cool but yeah um that's all the news actually all the news i actually all right do you want to do some questions then let's do some questions i think we Uh, got obliterated with or Holy shnikes. Better word for it? Holy shnikes. All right. Fair enough. Let's do them. Um, (laughs) Starting out. um, I'm not sure where I'm supposed to start. (laughs) Uh, Let me just check quickly. Oh, yeah. I see. Miracle. Miracle writes. So, I mainly play FPSs and even play competitively for prizes and such in tournaments. After I stopped actively participating as a player, I took to coaching. I've learned a ton from my experience as a coach, and with the rise in esports, it's always kind of made me wonder, how do you get to be a coach on one of these teams? I know some players move from playing to a coaching role, but not all uh, coaches have been a high-level player or haven't been in years. 
Question is, have you done any articles on the coaches themselves, Jovis? Probably not the most immediately interesting articles, but I know you like to throw curveballs. That was all just a story. It's a true story, at least, to take up some extra time so the actual question doesn't seem so short compared to my usual epics, and there aren't any other questions at the time of typing. If you were a coach for a game, what game would you coach a team for, assuming you are not allowed to play because, obviously, you'd wreck everyone? Okay, first of all, I did actually do an article on the coaches of the League of Origins, the League of Legends, League of Origins team, um, teams. So I talked to all of the coaches about the, you know, the nature of coaching and stuff like that. Coaching, uh, but it, it was like, because they're all-star teams, uh, it wasn't actually... I thought it'd be a good angle and nobody was talking to the coaches. So yeah, I was going for my, my curveball shit. Um, they actually, the article did quite well because people turned out nobody was talking about any league origin shit. And, uh, so me talking about it wound up being pretty unique. doesn't matter. Uh, I was talking to, um, to one of the coaches though, uh, Cyclone, the New Zealand coach. And that dude has like, full-blown gone into it uh he like he he's gone in depth he did a fucking went to uni for uh like a sports science degree basically um i can't remember which which one it was it would be in my notes somewhere but um yeah he, he went and did that and he's like basically studied the art of coaching and gone in depth and looked at like the nature of coaching and just talking to him i talked to him second and the degree of like how he was approaching it um was was significantly different to how the other guys were approaching it. I think the other guys were sort of just approaching it like it was an all-star game, but he was he was approaching it like he was going to whip these Kiwi guys into shape and make them fucking work together and do it to it. He was he was approaching it like he was fucking Olympic coach. Uh and uh so yeah, his his like the difference in attitude was staggering. Um he is we the other interviews I did with, like, I did one of the interviews with, like, both the coach and the analyst at the same time, and it was a 12-minute interview. Um, but my interview with him was 48 minutes long because yeah. uh, we just fucking yapped for ages. But we are also talking about basketball because he's obsessed with basketball. Um, anyway, uh, one of the things that I've heard of people doing to get into it, to get their first uh like step into it is uh is they'll coach they'll basically cold call uh not terribly competitive people and uh like people who are on the lower end and they'll they'll be like okay i was watching so let's say for example league of legends sticking with league of legends uh they will watch the relegation uh matches for the split three of League of Legends, right? Uh, so relegations are occurring. Uh, so two teams will get relegated. Two teams will get bumped up, uh, promoted. Promotion relegations. That's what the fucking word I keep forgetting. Anyway, um, two teams will get promoted. So they will watch the two teams. All Well, they'll watch all the games, but they'll watch and whoever gets promoted, uh, they'll hit them up. They'll hit up the teams that get promoted and they'll say, look, uh, you did amazing. You did great. 
great work getting promoted. That's fucking fantastic. Um, here's how your game could improve. This is what I noticed just from watching these games. Uh, here's what I think you can do to improve your game. And they'll give free advice. And then at the end, they will say, by the way, I'm looking for coaching experience. Uh, I'm not looking for a paid role. I know you're just getting into the the uh, OPL or whatever, the pro league. So I, I'm not expecting anything, but I'm looking for experience and I'm sure we can be mutually beneficial to one another. And then if that doesn't work, uh, I only I only know one dude who did it, but uh, he he just went to the, the team to got relegated and he said he'd, um, the team that had the most potential uh, the ones got relegated and he said I'll uh, I'll I'll do the same for you I'll work for you guys and I, I'm sure with my advice we can get to promotion next next season um, I don't know how that's panned out yet. Uh, but yeah that's like that's basically it, it is cold calling uh, it happens Hearthstone's a pretty common one and it's pretty easy to coach people in because uh, Blizzard makes it really easy to watch people um, so that's that's one I don't know but it depends on the game that you want to coach people in I mean because different games are so much more like coaching in Counter-Strike is a fucking nightmare to me I don't I, I, I don't know how you really. I don't know. I, I I couldn't stand to do it to be honest, because um, I would I wouldn't feel like I'd have enough uh, control. I guess because a lot of that game is split second hair line fucking shit. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I still know. think that like I've said this before. I think Counter Strike's an interesting one because they have the coaches in the the booth mm. with them, yep. talking to the players where. You yeah, you really don't see that anywhere else. I think that's the best way to do it, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, like, but at the same time, like that's how that if I was coaching any game to move on to the second question, uh, if I was coaching any game, I would want it to be in that that system where I could make callouts on the fly mm. at the time, talk them through shit like constantly. Right, that's how I'd be wanting to do it. Uh, but, yeah, Counter-Strike specifically just seems like a nightmare to me because, fuck, like, I just I just want them to, like, yeah, do specific things. Anyway, the game I, I coach is Battlegrounds. I, I obsess about that game. I obsess about it. Already, I will watch and try to analyze how the fuck I lost a game. Every single time I lose a game, I rewire. I have fucking 85 gigabytes of uh, shadow-captured PUBG games because every time I lose, I'll shadow-capture it and then I'll look, watch back the fight last five minutes to work out how the fuck I lost it. And it's not always me choosing to have a fucking frying pan fight mm. with someone. Uh, sometimes it's just genuine. But, like, then I work out how I got outplayed and once I work that out, theoretically, I won't make the same mistake again, which is, yeah. And I would... And I do it... I. Like, I'll yell at everyone <laughs> while we're playing. But, uh, yeah, afterwards, I'll try and work out how we lost, what I did wrong, uh, what we all did wrong, and I'll tell. I 
I mean, you've heard me fucking tell you what I think you did wrong to make us lose or whatever the fuck. I, I, I tell everyone what I think. Wrong. Of course. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I tell everyone what I think they they did wrong to to narrow our path to victory uh, and, and fuck us on the path. Because, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I love analyzing how that game works. When they introduce heat maps, holy shit, it's going to be a whole different game. Um, yeah. Yeah, we, we were in that point, um, I'll say as well, like probably for me at the moment, Battlegrounds as well. Yeah. Like the two games I play a lot of, Battlegrounds, Dota. Um, yeah. I'm not... I, I'm good at Dota. I know I'm top top at Dota, but the guys that play that competitively are on a completely different level, like three yep. levels higher than what I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so much to that game that knowledge-wise, I just don't know about. Um, <sighs> whereas I don't think Battlegrounds is as complex, but I still enjoy like what it does. Uh, and yeah, like even playing the last couple of nights, we've had instances where we've had some players in there that really know what they're doing and others that are not as familiar in the game. So like knowing the terrain and like what are good areas to go to, um, mm. like we had instances where it's like, all right, where are we going next? And Drew would put a marker down and I'd look at it and go, yep, yeah, that's exactly where I was thinking we should be going. Because both yep. of us have played enough that game that we're like, all right, if we go here, it's going to give us an advantage because it's on high ground or there's, yeah. you know, there's cover over here as opposed to, and you kind of put markings on the map being like, all right, this is all flat lands here. This is where we want to avoid. We want to kind of get in good position up here. Um, being able to take that knowledge of the environment and how to approach certain situations. And when someone else kind of reaffirms what you're thinking, then you're usually like, all right, yeah, maybe this is a, a good idea. It doesn't always turn out to be the best choice because you can get fucked by the RNG of the circle, but in that moment, it seems like it's the best opportunity to, to kind of progress your game a bit further. Um, and I do like ordering fucking people around as well. <laughs> of course. Because a lot of the time, like, in our squad, everyone will be like, all right, where, where are we doing now? Where are we going? And yep. I, I like to think I do make good choices sometimes. Sometimes yep. they're complete shit, but... Like, all right, we need to leave. We need to leave. We need to go. We've got, you know, yep. we shouldn't be sticking around this long. Mm-hmm. Uh, we or we like, we don't need to loot anymore. We've got enough loot. Focus on staying alive, killing people. We don't need to be fucking around in houses and shit like that. Um, yeah, just kind of understanding where you're at in the game or what's going on, like which point you should sort of stop looting everything. Yeah, it's it's kind of getting the experience and doing as much with it as you can, so... Yeah, um, and that's something Nathan said the other night when we were playing. Like, we need someone just to make one decision and stick yeah. with it. Yeah, because uh, we had a game where we were kind of calling shots, and people started spreading out into like different areas. Yeah, um, and that just got us completely fucked. Yeah, that does happen. Mm. Yeah, uh, one thing I would say though is that I don't find PUBG inherently competitive. I think if I if uh, if you do Rocket League. Rocket League, the way we talked about, where you could call out live and stuff like that, hmm. I think that'd be that'd be an interesting one to coach. That'd be an interesting one because I think as Rocket League matures as an esport, it's going to turn into a lot more set plays, and that is going to be something that I think a coach would be like spectacularly helpful yeah. with. Um, and so, yeah, it's one of those things where I'd love to see. Um, 
Like, yeah, just as a like as a fourth member of a team, like call outs, live, shit like that. That'd be fucking awesome. Yeah. Did you um, did you watch any of the DreamHack PUBG stuff? No. It was really good. I, I yeah. watched I didn't watch like a lot of it, but I watched a couple of games. Yeah. Um, and I think the spectator stuff they're doing is really cool. Yeah, cool. Being I like just, Yeah. I mean it's all client side. I don't I, it's just that's not very competitive to me. What do you mean by you know? client side? It like still uh, believes what the client tells it a lot of the time, and that's why the like netcode's pretty shitty and shit like that. We'll see. Like this new update's supposed to be changing a lot of server stuff. That'd be good. Yeah. We'll see. Um, okay. Uh, Von Molotov asks competitive shit talking. Right? Fuck yes. I would kill a competitive shit talking. <laughs> you penis. Um. Miracle, that comes with a job. You're not a real competitor until you know how to really celebrate your victory. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like a Ric Flair woo. That's my way to celebrate a victory. Um, Z, De- Z Doctor asks, Hey, guys, I wanted to ask what the hell is with people jumping up and down and getting this about all these stupid mini snares and the like. As you mentioned before on the podcast, Joe, when regarding the mini snares... You could buy a Raspberry Pi for oh okay uh, for way cheaper. Chuck an emulator on there and have a near limitless library of games or whatever classic system tickles your fancy. The majority of consumers truly are morons. Holy shit, uh, we we go on nuclear. But I suppose nostalgia is one hell of a drug. No wonder we're seeing so many cash grab HD remakes and endless sequels of games rather than taking risks of creating new IPs. Holy shit. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, what the hell? I guess the question is, what the hell is with people jumping? I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I don't agree with it. I Like you said, yeah. They just get a fucking Raspberry Pi. What the fuck? Um, yeah, I don't know. Luke, anything else to import? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why people would buy this. It's pretty crazy. It is crazy it's to so me. crazy, yeah. It's weird. Uh, it's weird. Miracle. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about the one I'm getting uh, in September when we get it. What? <laughs> Nothing. Oh, the what? The one you're buying? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one I'm buying. Yeah. Uh, Miracle interjects. I'm a cynical prick, but I always told people that Nintendo just feeds off your nostalgia, and some other things, uh, others in the industry just copy the strategies the big companies employ or the out-of-the-blue successes. However, on the flip side, I don't think there's winning nowadays. Either there are people who hate all the new shit, which gaming could be like it used to be, or you'll run into the people who are sick of all these remakes and want new things and all the innovation, or else the game is a flop. I think the SNES Classic is idiotic, but the Shadow of the Colossus remake is cool. People are bitching over Anthem because they think Bioware is betraying the Mass Effect fans. I didn't bother looking into the complaints there because I have better things to do with my time. But I'm sure there are plenty more examples of that. Yeah, no, actually, I think SNES Classic versus Shadow of the Colossus remake does make me seem like a bit of a hypocrite because I'm fucking stoked for a Shadow of the Colossus HD remake. Um, But at the same time, I I want that because, A, uh, I want an opportunity to play that game again and I legit would have to, well, I'd have to crack out my a PlayStation 2, and that is at the... Oh, it's too hard. It is a lot of effort. Um, and it would not look good. <laughs> it would not look good at all. Um, 
But well, second of all, you can play you can play the SNES Mini on a HD TV, right? Yes. Yeah. What are you doing? Nothing. I'm justifying my purchase. Of course. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the other thing is, I I personally think a lot of people never played Shadow of the Colossus, and it is a. I didn't play it. Yeah, you should. You should play it, and I want a lot of people to play it, and so. To that extent, I like the HD remake for that. I don't think people are missing out that much on having being able to play fucking Mario games for the last three decades. And yeah, Star Fox Two is cool, but they could have just put it on the fucking e store or whatever the fuck the Nintendo thing is. So no, I need to make an account for that, though. Uh, of course, um, Firestone writes. Whoa, whoa, Z Doctor. Did you just assume that I'm a moron? Wait, are these these questions or is there an argument happening in the questions page? I don't know. I just read out whatever's in the questions thing. <laughs> I'm like Gron Burgundy. Uh, <laughs> anyway, serious note. As much as you can just throw together a Raspberry Pi with Retro Pi, all the SNES titles and much more, not everyone has the capability of performing that task. Yes, NES emulation is piss easy to do. When it comes to SNES emulation, I know from experience that with the Raspberry Pi 2 that does struggle with some titles especially the ones that used enhanced chips yeah okay like the fucking Capcom was it Capcom the fucking Mega Man games they were fucking they were awful even back in the day Uh, I don't know how much better Raspberry Pi 3 performs but it does have the same GPU it also experienced bugs and limitations with the emulator code itself I've always found the Raspberry is an awesome hobby computer and has that community support. Also a great way of learning Linux, Linux, whatever. But that kind of tinkering isn't for everyone. Linux. What? I was just, you, you're, you said Linux. And? Nothing. Mm. Continue. Mm-hmm. Miracle writes, to expand on that... While it is a small sample pool, far too many people I've played with on various multiplayer PC games have no idea how to computer. Getting them to learn how to work Linux would be a huge problem. Then you have to worry, uh, wonder how many people even know what a Raspberry Pi is. Hell, in this day and age, I shouldn't have to remind people that Google exists and you should stop asking me how to change your thermal paste over text chats. (laughs) Dude, they're they're just trying to connect with you. Just... Tell them to get a fucking credit card out. Um, Firestorm. Yeah, I do agree with that. This is this is a conversation that I'm reading. <laughs> <laughs> but they are making some good points, so I will continue. Um, I do agree with that. You would not believe the percentage of people I met from many LAN parties who don't know how to assemble a functioning computer, let alone how to overclock their components. It's much more easier to assemble a desktop today than compared to 20 years ago where stuff... Uh, there were stuff all standards, yet people tend to be afraid of screwing something up unless they were really special lol. Uh, yeah. Actually, do you remember? Do you remember when you could put the fucking the hard drive uh, power in wrong and blow up, like just piss away $200 worth of hard drive? No, I, I, never I, I, le- I learned about it the hard way. Uh, or switching master and slave pins. Fuck, that was a pain in the dick. Um, Z Doctor. Yeah, those are excellent points about a lot of pe- uh, people basically being technology illiterate. That is a demo that this product is aimed more towards. I guess for gamers who buy it, it's a novelty dust collector that I'll probably play for a few hours and then forget about it. I probably should have given my question in the context of the tech-savvy community bubble. 
I'm seeing a lot of buzz around these things on PC forums where a lot of people going gaga about it do know how to do these alternative things, which I guess is where the power of nostalgia would come into play. For $120, I think the mini SNES is too much of an asking price, price personally, and just seems to me that you're paying for the Nintendo brand name. Miracle, you're paying for Star Fox 2. That's pretty much it, $120 for Star Fox 2. Uh, yeah, it also comes with a free console and 20 games, says Firestorm. Um, <laughs> and the conversation yeah. ended. That's it. That's uh, that's the end of the conversation that I just read out for listeners at home uh, who could have read it themselves if they're on our Discord. Uh, thank you for the questions. Actually, that was a good question. There was a d- good discussion. Uh, I still don't agree. I still think that you should just make a fucking Raspberry Pi uh, I don't, and, and make your own fucking emulator. Or, better yet, just, like, play it on a fucking computer like fuck it just plug a computer into the hdmi port literally everyone has on the back of their fucking tv and play it there um emulate whatever i emulated fucking i was emulating playstation the other week a playstation 2 uh, so i could play some fucking bushido blade i had the disc for bushido blade mate so don't even fucking start um no it was just a playstation one um yeah anyway um Emulate everything all day, baby. All right. Yeah. We should emulate some Battlegrounds. Oh, yeah. After this. Totally. <laughs> all right. That's it. We should wrap things up. We should. We should. Uh, if you want to find our show, you can do that on iTunes, Android, the Windows Store, under the Gap or the GA Podcast. If you search for it on there, you'll hopefully find us. At least I think so. Uh, unless you're using one of those weird apps Job's using on his podcast. Uh, when are we all I'm asking like what I'm really driving at is yeah. when are we gonna get our fucking earwolf set up? I don't when know what that is. Earwolf? I don't know. That these guys make earwolf? bad stacks though. I don't know. What am I a fucking scientist? Earwolf. Podcast e- network. I'll I'll look into it. Yeah. Are they gonna make us get hooked up, mate? Sick sick money? Sick money. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Um Yes, you can also email us questions at our email address which is the ga podcast at gmail.com or you can jump on our discord page which is uh thegapodcast.com slash discord it'll take you to the our app or our whatever you fuck you call it um uh, yeah it'll open the discord app i don't know and then that's got a bunch of voice channels in there and a bunch of text channels people can play video games and and do other things we were playing PUBG the other night we had two and a half squads going at one stage because there was so many people playing um, so it's a lot of fun. And uh, you can also find our Facebook page, which is facebook, facebook.com slash GA podcast, twitter.com slash GA podcast, or our website, the GAPodcast.com has all links to that. And all that is possible thanks to our Patreon members, uh, which is patreon.com slash GA podcast. If you want to help support the show, you can go to there and become a recurring monthly member, which has a few extra benefits like... Uh, uh, one of them is early access to the podcast when we do it early and not on Thursday. <laughs> Some people yes. will get it tonight. They will get it so early. Tonight. Almost too early. Almost a little bit too early. Um, but yeah, a Patreon updated their website like two weeks ago and they now call them members or memberships, which is good because it's much easier to, to think of a name. Um, so yeah, appreciate all the people on, on that bandwagon for us. Awesome, dude. Cool dude. Thank you so much. You're awesome. Yes. And that's it for the show, I believe. Did I miss that's anything, it? Job? 
I don't think so. No? Um, hopefully we'll be back know. next week. Yes? Hopefully. What do you mean, hopefully? Jeez. Well, I don't know. Maybe we get in this id podcast network and- uh, they, they got to pay. Yeah. They got to pay to get in. And they'll Genius. shut us down. They'll shut- Yeah, they'll, they'll just- They'll make you- Yeah. They'll lock our back catalog off or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why it would matter. Nobody wants our back catalog. We don't have, like, timeless podcasts. <laughs> we should think about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I am actually going somewhere next week. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, next Thursday, though. Okay. I'm going to China. Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I know what that's for. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Can't um, wait. Um, no, actually, I'm now confused. Uh, maybe I do know what that's for, but I'm now I'm confused why you're going. Anyway, uh, you know what <laughs> is out next Thursday? Uh, Spider-Man. New Spider-Man film is out next Thursday. Fuck, really? Yeah, oh, I bought man. tickets already, like last week. Shit, another movie that you didn't invite me to. Interesting. You weren't here. You're never here Whatever, anymore. Whatever, mate. Whatever. Well, Baby Driver's out like next week as well. Or like a, they're doing a screening of it, I think, at some stage. Um, I want to see that. That looks pretty cool. Yeah. You know what I, it is. I, I've, got, I've heard things about it. I have no idea why it looks cool or whatever. But I don't know what it's about other than it's an Edgar Wright film, so... Yep, yeah. that's all I know as well. Don't don't know anything about it, but yeah, I want to see that. Uh, anyway, that's enough about movies and games. We'll be back next totally. week with more Peace. games. Peace!